My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located somewhere between Sacramento and San Francisco, California. Today is August 2nd, 2022. My website is rpusa.org, direct telephone number 726-999-0999. Today's podcast guest is a returning guest. His name is Ruben Young. He's running for the, the congressional office in Florida. He's a Republican. It's District 25, which is uh, South uh, Broward, the communities of uh, Dania, Hollywood, Hollandale, uh, Miramar, uh, Pembroke Pines, uh, Cooper City, we know now, uh, Weston, and Davie, and all surrounding communities in that uh, rectangle. You know, a lot of you, you've experienced some some uh, a little backhand action from uh, Florida Republicans right there in South Broward. You have a lot of people. You have one person that uh, said through a third party they called you a loser. And, uh, you know, these little Florida, you know, South Florida Republican clubs where people get together and and, uh, you know, and, 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 and chop it up and, and talk. You know, that's that's not representative of, of the voting public when you have two to three hundred people or less sit around and, 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 and walk across stage in their uh, very expensive clothes and nice cologne and they have a great hairdo. The guys, you know, have a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, handsome guys and, and attractive women. So, um, so yeah, you're right. A lot of these, these people, these grifters, these grifters, man, they take the, uh, the donors money and they, they get on jets and they fly from coast to coast or from Phoenix to, to, to DC, DC to Orlando, you know, they, they fly and they and they claim they're they're running for office and they're not really running for office. They're really spending the donors money. And I'm very sensitive to that as a as a former person that used to be a sales, sales executive. I would not uh, take anybody's money unless they can be a delivery of products, goods and services. But on my original note. You had a major mouth uh, incident with your teeth. And a lot of people try to, I mean, I don't think they say it to you in your face, but the feedback and the sentiment that I'm, that I'm sort of hearing and seeing through my, my senses is that people don't think that you're a good candidate because you don't speak as well as a person from Boston or a person from Jersey or, you know, people who have moved to Florida. And, uh, I, and I'm a native Floridian, so I can, I, I relate to your situation, but you had a major dental issue where you had to replace uh you know plates in your mouth and this is the reason why your speech is not as uh as they say as as good as they would like it to be but i'm telling you right now brother you don't need to worry about that man because you are the man who knows what's going on in sunny south florida and broward dade in my i mean broward county and miami dade and i just want to say for the people you're listening to this episode, whoever you may be, but especially if you're a voter, don't vote for people because they have a handsome face or they have a nice figure or the, or they wear a size six, you know, dress or they're very athletic. None of that crap makes a difference when it comes to uh, protecting our country. In fact, we're, we are in trouble right now because we have so many fake Republicans running for office. We used to have we used our problem used to be the Democrat Party. Now we got fake Republicans that care about personal appearance 
And do they look like they're walking down the Hollywood, uh, you know, red carpet? Could I live out here? I see this kind of phony crap all the time. That's why I'm, I'm sensitive to it. And I just want to say, Ruben, don't pay those people any mind. If they want to vote for someone because they, he, he has a handsome face or her body shape is great, but they are ignorant on the issues, then voters, you get exactly, let me, let me say this, voters, you get exactly what you deserve. Grant, one thing, Rick, I'm not ashamed. One thing, Rick, I'm not ashamed. I, I once lived homeless. I once lost everything. I ended up in the street. I, I once went without food for about 45 days to almost two months. And I didn't get out there and I didn't beg. I, one thing, I, I may have been going through my struggle, but I did not lose my dignity. I maintained my dignity. I didn't go around begging people. And I broke a lot of teeth. A lot of the teeth I had, it, they, started, they started breaking. And because of that, because when, you, when there are deficiencies, everything gets thrown out of whack. Everything gets weakened. And so, uh, but I pulled myself up. I, and I learned compassion. I learned how now not to judge people, how now not to look down on people, how now to do everything that I can to make sure that everyone sustains the quality of life. And this is what I'm about now. This is why I'm so passionate. That's why you feel what I feel. How can you represent people when you never experienced the product? And a lot of my opponents, I've been out there way before Debbie Wasserman Schultz, even the status here run for office. I've been out here way before College Falling decided the shit was off. I've been at this since 1989-1990. I started my journey. I was 28 years old, Rick. I'm now 61, and I have not broken broke stride. I've been on this horse for those many years consistently involved and engaged. But when I had that experience, when I lost that $65,000 a year job uh, unlawfully, uh, and I lost everything, and, I, and I, God wanted me to see something. He wanted me to gain some additional experience because he was preparing me for this day. He was preparing me for this moment. And this is the moment and this is the opportunity that I'm not going to allow to go past, to go past me. And I'm going to get in here and I'm going to fight because I know what it feels like to go without food. I know what it feels like to go with, uh, with not being in a position where you can feed and take care of your family and not have a place to stay or to be up on a bus bench and sitting up all night praying for God to deliver you. Get me out of this, Lord. If you get me out of this, I'll do this. And I made a promise, and God got me out of that risk. And I made my promise, and I'm going to fight like hell to ensure that nobody else goes through what I went through. That's why I don't worry about how you look on the outside, because I'm not here to be cute or nice. I'm here to win and win for America. That's what this is really all about, is that people are kind of like caught up in, the, in this Hollywood-type bullshit. They're like... They're like, oh, 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 she looks like Beyonce or he looks like, uh, you know, Denzel Washington. That's who I'm voting for. Today's podcast is about some things Ruben and I have discovered over the last 12 months. First, we talked about it. And then one by one, these items started making themselves appear. And the first thing I'll just do a recap. Uh, Ruben had his tire shot at over in Miami, Dade and people were starting to say, we don't want you to run, you know, get out of the race. Then he was attending these, um, these Florida, uh, South Florida Republican meetings, which turned out to be a, a nothing burger, nothing going on there. Then he had uh, some friends kind of betray him a little bit. Maybe he might say a lot. I'll say a little bit. He might even say a little bit. Uh, 
betray him in ways of 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 uh, giving him bad advice or putting him in positions that uh, cast a bad light for Ruben. And uh, people calling up and saying, I want to help, I want to help. One turned out to be someone connected to uh, some nefarious groups that I can't even talk about much. Another person was a, a setup where Ruben said no. The guy changed his phone number and cussed him out the next day. South Florida, Broward, I'm telling you, Ruben Young, ryoungforcongress.com, District 25, South Broward. Ruben has been through it, and it must be because he is the best candidate. Why would anybody waste their time, energy, effort, and money on someone that's not a, 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 com a competitor? So fast forward, Ruben received a sample ballot from the uh, Broward County Office of Elections. He had 24 hours to turn it back in. The ballot was had big problems on it. The ballot had every candidate in Broward County on it. And it wasn't even in, in the order that it should be with the congressional candidate first. So Ruben turned it in and it looked like they fixed it. Then this weekend, a Democrat, please, please listen to me. A Democrat called the local TV station and said the person that I want to vote for is legally not on my ballot. Again, a Democrat called in and told the radio state or the TV station this. So introduce Joe Scott, who's the Broward County Supervisor of Elections. He did a seven-minute interview via Zoom with, with the TV station and basically, basically said, yes, there's a problem. You know, thanks to the Democrat who identified the problem, and we will fix it because it's a small issue. It's a precinct. So here we are, and now it's time to introduce Ruben with his introduction. Then we'll move on to why this is such a very important um, situation and very kind of like volatile uh, politically and with the election that we're going to talk about now. Take it away, Ruben. Uh, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, again, this is uh, Ruben Young. I'm a congressional candidate running for Florida, new congressional district 25, hoping and seeking to be the first Republican elected to serve the, the good people of that district. I'm taking on Debbie Wasserman Schultz, although I'm in a primary, I'm fighting for that primary because my ultimate goal is to unseat and get Debbie Wasserman Schultz out of that position. She's been there since 2004, and she's gone through another uh, various redistricting uh, map, and under the Florida Constitution, there are term limits. We already have term limits passed back in 1992, and the position that she served and hold today is on that list where, a, uh, where under the term limit amendment, you can only serve eight years, sit out two years, and then rerun. So, again, this is Ruben Young. I want to thank you for having me. All right. Thank you, Ruben. So my, my first thing I want to bring up is you and I have talked about for at least, and just to let the, the, the listening public know, Ruben and I have done probably 25 to 30 podcast episodes. 
over a probably 18 month period, maybe more. And we have talked on the phone probably 10 times as much in hours, you know, perhaps 200 hours on the phone, just talking about his campaign and, and, and talking about strategies. And I looked at your opponent, your, your first year, your, your primary opponent, uh, Carla, Carla Spalding, who is a nurse and real estate agent, and then Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And I could barely find anything in detail where they're talking about what they, what they believe in. It's all like cookie cutter. It's all like template stuff. And if you go to Debbie's stuff, it's like, who would be interested in that? That's not even something good for our country. But nonetheless, you and I have done all these podcast episodes. And in these podcast episodes and the conversations, we talked about election fraud. And we talked about the different various ways where someone could actually cheat you out of a victory. And it's still highly probable because, I mean, you can't eliminate all election fraud, especially when the the pattern and the trend and Broward County is have having problems with the election. That's not me saying it. Any person can Google or search Broward County election problems and probably find five to eight articles on the first page. Going back to 2016, I found one going back to 2004. It's been a, a merry-go-round or a, a indoor, uh, what do you call a turnstile type thing where the election supervisor works like one, one or two years, three years, and he or she is out. So talk about just how you feel about this election fraud thing and what does it mean to the voters of, of, of Broward County? Well, first of all, I need to take you further because I, uh, I started my fight to election fraud back in 1989. It was with many, many more years before we had conversations. And I've been fighting this issue of election fraud uh, since I was cheated out of my first election back in 1989-90 when I ran for Miami-Dade County Clerk of Court. I became the first African-American to seek that position, to even run for that position, because up until then, everyone thought that was an appointed position, but I used to work for the clerk's office. I had an opportunity to review the job description, and in reviewing the job description, I saw that that position was elected. So I ran for that position, and I have documentation of document. I even have an article when I ran uh, that someone sent to me, and I, it shows I was one of those nine candidates. The only African-American in the race was no other African-American believed that position was elected, but I'm there alone. So I, I've been fighting election fraud for so long that I know what to look out for. I know how it looks. I know how it smells. I know how it tastes. And over the years, I have, been, I have uh, gained much more experience uh, in, in how they commit the fraud. Oftentimes, fraud is not committed with the visible eye. You, you're not going to see it the way you would normally look for election fraud. You look for election fraud when there are violations of law, violations of state law, violations of federal law. And when the laws is not applied uh, to our elections, it therefore creates election fraud, especially when you have, like right now in the current situation, we have a a, uh, a Joe Scott, 
someone that I saw after he got elected, someone I saw become more blatant, became became more partisan in how he applied the law or how he administered the election laws. And when I saw that, I had started alarming our state, our uh, our governments. I allowed myself as a candidate to put myself on the front line to try to end the fraud because I know a lot was at stake. Uh, we're now going through some turmoil in this country. We're now going through a government that is running amok. So therefore, we cannot afford to have elections uh, on this level because these are constitutional elections. These are state constitutional elections. These elections are mentioned in the United States Constitution or they are mentioned in the Florida Constitution. Whenever you have a local elected official like a, a, a Democrat, he's supposed to be a nonpartisan, but he calls himself a Democrat, a Democrat by the name of Joe Scott, who's Broward County Supervisor of when he interfered on that level. That's an overthrow of our government. That's an overthrow of our country. Uh, and we cannot continue allowing these local supervisors of elections to not apply the law as is. Our legislature passed laws, our Congress passed laws, and when they passed the election law, those laws must be followed. So when you, when you talk about uh, egregious action, such as what's taking place now with the Broward County Supervisor of Elections. That's a real concern, and it should be a real concern of every American, whether you're Democrat or whether you're a Republican. It should be a concern of every United States citizen when you have actions like um, improperly uh, sending out ballots. How do you improperly or wrongfully send out ballots for people to vote? Those things are mentioned in state statute. I think one of the statutes that I had referred to, because I've been writing the governor and the lieutenant governors, and I've been asking that these the Broward County elections be removed uh, because they, they provide technical assistance to the Division of Elections, the State Department. The State Department runs the election. Local supervisor elections officers are there to, to provide technical assistance because now Florida has become so uh, populated that one entity cannot oversee all these elections. So we have these local supervisors of elections to provide technical assistance because when they're done counting the votes, then those votes get uploaded to the main computer in the state of Florida. Then it goes into uh, a, a pool of every other vote cast throughout the state of Florida. So the state of Florida grants these uh, supervisor of elections, the authority to assist them in their elected capacity with our elections. But sometimes you have individuals, a uh, supervisor of elections, that don't apply the law, that, doesn't, that don't apply the same exact comprehensive standards that been passed by our legislature. So we now are in another debacle where you have a blatant partisan supervisor of elections trying to allegedly help steal elections on that level because of his partnership. He's doing, he's doing it for one or two reasons. So therefore, it's either to help Debbie Washington Schultz maintain her position or to help another candidate like a grifter or a sleeper who's entered these races to block 
legitimate candidates to block serious Republican candidates from winning against a Democrat uh, incumbent. So therefore, they play a lot of these games. I have been at this since 1989. I have been filing complaints under my organization that I founded back in 1990 called BOLD, Black Organizing Leadership Development, an organization formed for the purpose of positive change, speaking up and speaking out on issues that affect the American people. And uh, as a candidate or someone uh, who is a citizen that care enough about his country to file election complaint. And I'm documented. So I have numerous complaints that I have filed over the years that I have shared with numerous individuals throughout this state. And, but, the, but the person I, that I'm uh, more proud to say who took the information that I provided was President Donald Trump. President Donald Trump did not throw the information that I had provided him under the bus. He seriously took a look at it. His people seriously took a look at it and found there may have been something there. So you're not going to see always see election fraud, election fraud, or election thievery with the naked eye. You you can find it, you can smell it, you can taste it when the state or when the local supervisor elections don't apply or follow our election laws or don't follow the laws within our constitution when it comes to federal elections, Senate, U.S. senatorial elections president, vice president, elections. Those things are already spelled out. And when you don't follow those laws, you are in violation of the law, and therefore election fraud appears. All right, all right. So thank you. Thank you for that history lesson, Mr. Reuben Young. That's R. Young for Congress. We're speaking with uh, Florida Republican uh, running for Congress, Reuben Young, District uh, 25, which is South Broward. And uh, so now let's get into the details that what just recently happened. Okay, so July 31st, uh, there was a Democrat mayor, former mayor who got her ballot and, and, and said, wait a minute, the person that is on this ballot is not who is supposed to be on my ballot. Just keep it simple. So she called Local 10 News there in Broward County. And uh, I guess, long story short, Joe Scott, uh, did the interview and said we can fix it. But let's go back to the Democrat mayor who saw a problem. Now, a lot of people would say we're doing this podcast episode because, oh, a Republican found a problem and, you know, and, and Ruben, you know, Ruben had something to do with it. And this Republican called the news station and now it's out to the public. No, no, my brother. This is a Democrat woman who found the problem, and it's probably and it's probably because she wanted to vote for Debbie Wasserman Schultz because Debbie Wasserman Schultz has uh, she's in a primary with another person, so it's not like a Republican found this and, and now is making a big stink. It's a Democrat who found this, which tells me, Mr. Rubin, that there there are some there is not a there is not a strong structure in this Democrat organization. Because seriously, if I was a Democrat who found this, would I want to make this public? No, I'd call and say, look, uh, uh, Joe, um, you know, Debbie's not on here. Or some people that I know should be on the ballot are not on here. You know, can, can, you, can you quietly fix this? Because I don't want to go out to the public and let people know that there's a problem with the ballot. 
No, this lady said, I am screaming from the top of my lungs and I want to let people know there's something wrong with this ballot. So just on that part, before we get to the other areas, please chime in on, you know, what you what you have heard about past Democrat uh, election challenges just recently. Well, me, me and you have fought a lot of ballots together. Me and you have fought over the last couple of years. You've been there. Uh, you, you've become somebody that I trust because I've been around a lot of shaky people. So therefore, I'm always cautious when I go into anything. And I look for someone uh, who that you can trust because you need one individual when you were involved in something to try to help save a, a county, save a state, or save a country. You need at least one person who will tell the truth and be honest in their advice, and that has become you to me. And I would encourage every, every candidate to uh, flock to your doors because they're going to get some honest and decent information. But in going to, uh, going to recently what happened, we had already addressed it. We addressed the same exact issue, I think, in May or June. I remember uh, June or July. I remember when the sample ballot was sent to me. And I saw a problem. I saw that it didn't uh, uh, didn't go according to the order. It's a certain order in which uh, positions are placed on a ballot. I was focusing on that. And then when I saw when I sent it to you, and you said, "Hey, let me let me take a look at it." I didn't know how technical your mind was. And <laughs> you saw the bigger problem. You saw the problem which now we are dealing with throughout this county. You saw how. All these elections going to be in, in, a, in a fig with and messed around if Joe uh, Scott didn't address the problem. And you saw all these different variables, like what the mayor had did. There was a former mayor in Cooper City uh, named uh, Mayor Debbie Enziger, and she identified and saw a problem. But that problem was already brought to Mr. Joe Scott's attention. And uh, I had good information that that was going to be corrected. Uh, they sent me some information uh, uh, because we have wrote pretty much everybody in the world, from the governor to the lieutenant governor to the inspector general of Broward County to the secretary of state to everyone that we can send information to to let them know or trying to help identify problems so we can fix it. So they responded, told me they gave, they gave me 24 hours to give a suggestion of how to resolve this problem. And I have sent the same exact information that you had sent to me identifying the problem, and I alerted Mr. Scott of this is the problem, this is how it should be cured, because that's one thing I learned about you. You are a technocrat. Uh, you can identify a problem very quickly, uh, especially a major problem, the way you identify or help to identify this problem once something was brought to your attention. And it, it ends up that he did not correct the problem with all these uh, districts being improperly in, uh, apply uh, voters not in the right districts, uh, and you brought that to their attention. Candidates uh, not on the right ballot, uh, overlapping ballot. You brought that to their attention. You told the state the problem, and you and you gave a solution. You didn't just identify, help identify a problem. You gave a, a solution to the problem, and that solution was evidently was ignored by Joe. Clark, and I think he needs to be removed. He's a, a, a blatant partisan. Uh, he's supposed to be a nonpartisan, according to the Constitution and according to Florida statute. He's supposed to act in a nonpartisan capacity, but he runs around saying that he's a Democrat. 
So therefore, he's trying to help promote the Democratic Party because he has to run himself every four years. So he decided to run as, uh, under the Democratic umbrella, which the state statutes and state constitution places him in a nonpartisan capacity. But still, yet, yeah, uh, when we saw just recently that the exact same problem that was identified and the exact same problem that, was, that had been alerted and brought to his attention. When he got on that news interview and he said he was not aware of the problem, I knew that this county had some concerns that everyone that's a voter should have a concern. And I see why Mayor, uh, former Mayor, uh, Cooper City Mayor uh, Inziger, I see why she had a concern because he's not somebody that comes that forthwith. He's not somebody that uh, shakes your hand, then walk away, and it's going to get done because he's a man of his word. No, 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 my friend. I don't see that. And I, and I think that a lot of people are now starting to recognize that they're dealing with someone that was uh, looking you in the eye and allegedly tell you a lie. And this is how you come across. I can see why I can see why there's a big crack, why, why she decided she would go to the news, because she probably brought that to his attention as well, probably called his office. Said Joe, I'm not. I'm in the wrong district, or the candidate should be in this district. It's not on my ballot, and it's, it's, and you have to fix that. And he probably ignored it. Another person by the name of uh, uh, Michael Thompson, he called me way before this incident, and he pretty much said, "Was something wrong with the ballot?" He's a former city of Miami Beach commissioner back in the '60s or '70s. He was elected back then, and he reached out to me. And he identified a problem. He said he's been trying to address this problem with everybody. And it seemed like no one was willing to even hear him until he called my number. And I was willing to at least try to look into it. And I told him that we had already, me and you, had already addressed the situation. And uh, he felt comfortable. But uh, lo and behold, now we're in another mess with Mrs. Uh, Scott is jumped into these elections. He either helped dare these Washington shows or help call us falling who someone I questioned uh, citizenship uh, brought that to the state attention, but that's another another topic for discussion. But he does that. I saw him do that in the special election, how he blatantly supported a candidate running, how he mistreated another candidate, Republican candidate named Jason Mariner, who was running in a special election for the uh, 20th Congressional District. He disrespected this gentleman, uh, and I never will forget that, So he so he lost it with me. So therefore, Rick, we identified these problems. We had brought it to their attention probably back in May, June, July. I brought this to their attention over the years. I filed a numerous, uh, a lot of complaints addressing these issues because I'm doing my part, and I thank you for doing your part, Rick. Hey, well, well, thanks for the kudos. Thanks for the uh, the plug. I just want to let people know that uh, Real People USM CEO, but I have about 25 years of corporate experience, and in, in addition to that. Uh, about uh, uh, ten years' experience working with uh, with with military uh, top secret uh, areas within our, our our military. That's my past, not my current. But once you 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 learn certain things and you see certain things, uh, this this type of problem that you're talking about or we're talking about with uh, Broward County, as a corporate executive, I used to see problems like this all the time and fix them. And in fact, my corporate name was Mr. Fix-It because they would have always have problems in this big company that had 35,000 employees and they would say, hey, you know who can fix it? Let's give it to Rick. He can fix it. And that was like my uh, my nom de plume. That, that, was my, <laughs> that was my name in corporate America, Mr. Fix-It. 
But let's move on to the actual problems. Okay, so Joe Scott did this interview. And you're correct. He, first of all, the, the newscaster said, you know, she, she, he, he said something, the newscaster said something first, and then Joe admitted there was a problem. Then Joe said it was a small problem. Okay, then about 30 seconds later, he said it was a precinct. Real quickly, Ruben, how large in terms of the number of voters can a precinct be? What's the, size, what's the number of voters we're talking about? Uh, in, in most precincts, you can have like 40,000 voters. Okay, so he said it was a small problem. 40,000 voters, 25 to 40,000 voters is not a small problem. Then he said, we're going, to, we're going to be able to fix it by getting some people and with the, with the correct ballots and going door to door to exchange ballots. Trust me, when I say this, people have already begun to turn in ballots. Secondly, secondly and Ruben chime in on this after I finish this little comment, a lot of people are at work. How is he going to exchange ballots when people are at, are at work? And plus, tell me or tell the listeners, Ruben, how much effort does it take, because you already did it, to distribute 30,000 uh, uh, Ruben Young, vote for Ruben Young uh, 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 handouts? Well, first of all, that's not the easy task. And Joe, Joe Scott, his office is not going to do that. He's not going to go door to door. He's not going to go and, and uh, tell the people who uh, voted in the wrong election that he was sorry. He's not going to do that. I was out there. I put out at least 30, 40, 50,000 flyers. And I've been doing the grassroots since 1989. And I've gone throughout numerous counties and covered numerous areas. And I can tell you, Rick, that's not an easy task, especially if you're doing it during the hours of work. That sun is hot out there. A lot of people are not used to working out in the hot heat, not used to working out in the hot sun, but I am because I used to be an outside salesperson, the same, similar to what you mentioned about uh, your background. I used to be an outside salesperson, so I, I'm used to the hot heat, and it doesn't bother me. So I don't think that employees that's used to uh, working in AC, uh, skin can take that hot sun when it gets to 90 degrees. So I don't see him going door to door. I don't even see him uh, going door to door to correct any doubt. So that's not going to be, he's not going to do that. That was just something a ploy just to get the news reporter off his back. Because right. the jig is up. I think, I think in, that, in that interview, she also had some very more serious questions because she said that Broward County over the past has been riddled with election fraud, has been riddled with a debacle elections. This is a continued, established past practice that exists and goes on in Pump and Dade and Broward counties that I'm aware of, where you have the debacles of the elections that count, because right now, as a Republican, uh, we're trying to take back the House. And they pulled the scheme back in the, uh, 2020, and now they're trying to pull a ne another scheme and trying to interfere with these elections on that level, because it is a law. Is no excuse, Rick. He doesn't get five or six chances to continue to uh, mess up elections. So he's not going to go out there. He's not going to knock on anybody's door, Rick. He's not going to go and try to correct a precinct because it's 
boldness in precincts, sometimes them precincts are very, very, very large, especially in Broward County. And I don't think, I don't see it with the manpower, unless he's going to bring in a, 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 an army of employees or hire an army of employees because we have a short window. Voting has now started. They mailed out the ballots. The people starting to do, uh, do their mail-in ballots. And then early vote, voting starts on August the 13th and it ends on the 21st. And then we go into the, the, the August the 23rd uh, primary election. So he's not going to do that, Rick. And right. it's up to the state of Florida, it's up to the governor, it's up to the governor to remove him from that seat or to take these elections, as I have suggested, from the authority or jurisdiction of Broward County, assisting because he's a Joe Scott and other supervisors of elections have proven that we need to find another way. Exactly. So when, when you, so, okay, so when we identified, okay, so let me, let me explain to voters what, what the problem is. Okay, so there uh, for the redistricting thing that happened there and and all throughout the state all throughout the country uh this redistricting i hate that word i can't say it but what happened was there were some addresses from the previous map that seems like were not removed or moved in either not removed or moved into the to the new districts so the people who got ballots they got ballots reflecting people from the old district and that's what that 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 lady from cooper city was talking about the person that she wanted to vote for was not on her ballot so at a minimum there's this border issue where uh, uh, uh the new district of 25 borders 23 now here's the big problem where joe joe scott <laughs> Man, if you get a chance to listen to this man, man, I think you need to resign because you didn't tell people, in our opinion, potentially the biggest problem or the bigger problem. The bigger problem is that District 25 is bordered by several districts that have been affected by uh, redistricting. So you have to the south, District 24, which had an which has an overlap with the new 25. To the north, you have District 23, and that's the reason why that lady was complaining. So you have overlap in District 23 and 25. Then to the to the west, you got District 20, which overlaps with uh, District 25, and that includes, I believe, the community of Pembroke Pines. And then to the southwest, you have District 26. And I'm not sure how many people live out there, but it does have an overlap. So there are potentially four situations that, that that are similar to District 23 and 25 that caused that woman to make a complaint and call the TV station. So if you're talking about 40,000, 25 to 40,000 and, and District 23, District 25 overlap uh, challenge, there could be several hundred thousand. Just look at District 24 and 25. That's that's uh, Aventura, Sunny Isles, those those communities that border uh, Miami Dade and uh, and Broward. There's got to be at least a hundred thousand people that live there that now are in District 24 and 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 no longer in the previous district. So, you know, so I, I don't think you know I don't know the guy personally, but when he when I listened to what he said over and over again, I listened to it for about eight times. I said, no way this problem is just 
District 25, District 23, you know, the Ms. Cooper's or Cooper City mayor, former mayor, had to say, this problem is way bigger than that. So go ahead and, and, and add some more yes, input. We, then we got another five to seven minutes. Okay. okay, so this should not have been a problem because the math, uh, the, the, the government, the state came back for a special session and they approved the congressional math because it was caught up in litigation. And uh, so Mr. Scott had from April to correct the data. Now, I spoke to his data person back in May. May or early June, I was trying to get oh, was the April. information for the new congressional. That was April. April, May, June. Huh? That was April. Well, whatever it was, I brought this to their attention way before the election. I said to him that when I was trying to get the data for Congressional District uh, 25 from the new map, I spoke to the data person. The data person, I believe, name is that was dealing with the data for me was named uh, Castro, Mr. Castro. And I simply said to Mr. Castro that there are new maps because they, they were working from the old data. The data that they wanted to provide me was the old district, District 23. And I was trying to get information on District 25, so I, uh, I gave them a, a lot of different scenarios of can he go into 23 and pull out those areas that I need. He said that was a lot of work and that he wasn't going to be able to do that, so he sent me everything in 23. But when the sample ballot came out, I contacted the office again, I think that's back in June or uh, July. And that's when we, have, we identified the problem because the information, he could have got that if he really wanted it. Because on their website, he still had the old information, uh, I think, uh, uh, 23. And like, he, he didn't change anything. Because they didn't have 25 on the, in that system, period. But, but they knew that was a 25 because they knew that being a part of the election office and, and working, get, providing that technical assistance to the, the Secretary of State Division of Elections, they knew they could have gotten that information. He didn't want to get that information because he wanted this election to go just as planned. He wanted the district, in my opinion, allegedly, to remain the way it is because he wanted to make sure that those that now occupy those new seats, those Republicans, is no new seats because in these new districts, there, there are no incumbents. And everyone has to run from scratch, run as if they had not held an office. And he was not going to do that. He gave the competitive advantage to the candidate that he wants to have the competitive, uh, the competitive advantage, which that was Debbie Washington show or her counterpart, because he did not want someone that was truly serious about working that district. And I have worked that district and putting out those flyers and shaking those hands and engaging the votes and kissing them babies. He did not want... That and when they probably did a poll, Rick, and they saw that I had gained the majority share of the district, I believe, and this is just my opinion, Rick, I, I don't have to be 100%, but in my opinion, and watching how they've been doing these elections since 1989, these state elections, these local elections, these federal elections, seeing how the rule of law is not applied, and how each and every one is committing, a lot of these candidates committing ballot har harvesting, a lot of these election offices. Officers are allowing uh, ballot poverty, absentee ballot fraud, million ballot fraud, electorally by letting people turn in more than one or two ballots as the law provides. Uh, so this is not a mistake. This was intentional, in my opinion, I, and I'm asking the state of Florida 
to come in and to intervene immediately because as you suggested, we may need a new election to take place because when you take one ballot, when you violate one ballot, you just obtain it. You just tainted the entire election. And I think that's what he did, and I think that's why the lady in Cooper City made a complaint because she's a former mayor. She's been a part of the electoral process, although she's been a Democrat. She's been a part of the electoral process, and she knows. She knows the way elections are to be ran because she she ran a number of elections and not, and she never seen nothing like that, Rick. So this is this is not a problem. So he could have got that information if he'd have done his due diligence as a supervisor of election, if he'd have been proactive instead of reactive. If he'd have done the job and, and made sure that the information was updated in his computer because he knew that we're now getting ready to face an election. So that's not an excuse that he provided to Channel 10 News or Sun Central Newspaper or Channel 6 News. Those are not excuses. Those are failures. And these failures must be dealt with by the voter when he, when he seeks re-election. Right. So, so uh, I'm, like, I'm like you. I believe that Governor DeSantis or one of his um, uh, people in authority should come down and just seize that area uh, for the election. Because, look, what he, well, again, so if you're talking 40,000 in District 23-25 border, and then you got 20 and 25 border, and you got a big 24 and 25 border. And by the way, that's Debbie's old community. That's her, that's what, that's a, that's a, that's an area where she was very popular, you know, just, you know, uh, two years ago, very popular there in, in Aventura and Sunny Isles and, and those communities. So I just think the governor should just step in. Governor DeSantis needs to step in. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, some people don't like him. Some people like him and he's trying to do great him. things. I huh? I love him. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's nationally popular. He's definitely nationally uh, popular. He's national. He's popular here in California. People love him. But at this time, somebody needs to step in because once you have 40,000 ballots, 25 to 40,000, just in district 23 oh, and 25. Well, mm-hmm. well, collectively, collectively, we're talking about all the board, all the, the the districts that border 25 so it could be 200,000 200,000 ballots and see here's a deal when so the reason why I know about this a little bit because in California we we're like the king of of election fraud in my opinion so I've seen some of this stuff before so I'm not like new to what I'm seeing there because California is one of the biggest state and we I've seen this for the last probably 10 to 15 years we just finally stepped up within the last three years to um, to take a look at it. So, but here's but here's what I see. This this is how this could have been corrected. As soon as Joe Scott and I'm hey, if you're listening, Joe, I mean, it's kind of too late now. But uh, what you should have done, you knew the the boundaries of these new elections, and I believe these maps are so precise. You can go to the edge of the map and say these people live here. Go up the street, make a left according to the map. This is the edge of the the new district. Drive around, you know, send some Broward County employees for maybe two or three days to drive around and make sure you have everyone that's in that new district. So I believe you, Ruben. I believe he said, I don't give a damn. I'm not doing jack shit. Sorry to cuss on my own podcast, but 
That's what I think happened. He said, let, let it ride. Let, let the problems happen because, you know, when, when, when there is chaos, just like that guy from Chicago said, never let an opportunity. What did he say, Ruben, the guy from Chicago? What's this? You know what he uh, said? I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to I'm paraphrase it. Never pass up on a good opportunity when there's a problem. This is the, um, Emmanuel. That was, his, that was his name. He was the mayor of Chicago. Back during the Obama years, when Obama was a senator, he said, "Never pass oh, yeah, up, man, right. yeah. never pass up an opportunity to take advantage of a problem." And this is what I see now. There's this problem. So, so when there's a problem, you can fudge a lot of numbers, and that's all I got to say. You can fudge another. Uh, that, that, that's how I see it, Rick. Rick, I see it that way. I see the, uh, him allowing those people to vote in the wrong district. This is what can happen. This is a scenario. This is one of the scenarios that you also lay out, that he can get those fool voters that voted in the wrong election, voted in the wrong district, and he can, he can cherry pick the candidate he want to give those ballots to because those ballots, are, those ballots are cast, and it, it allows for him to give those ballots to whoever he want to give them to. So say right now i got the most numbers. And my primary opponent, Carlos Pauling, needs some additional numbers. Those are pool of voters that he can transfer. And no one would say anything, and there would be no disenfranchisement. There would be no vote suppression. Because these people, they did vote. But they voted in the wrong area. So this is a major problem. Because now we got balanced harvesting on a much more larger scale, where you have an elected official, the supervisor elected, having the ability to move and transfer a vote, or move votes around and to give candidates, because that is not going to bring that much attention to the mainstream of voters who watching these elections or who cast ballots in these elections, because I, what they're going to say, well, I voted, but your vote didn't go to the candidate that you wanted to go to. Your vote went into a pool of voters that were now there allegedly, and this is just a hypothetical, that they can move around uh, 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 under the radar, and and Joe Scott, uh, since I've uh, I've gotten to know him, he's not somebody that should be over our election office, especially in Broward County. So people in Broward County deserve better than Joe Scott because if, if we don't correct this and get somebody in that office that really want to do the job of his, of, of maintaining and uh, our elections, then we got to remove Joe Scott from that position. That's the bottom line. That's right. And as a, myself, I'm a Florida native, born and raised in the state of Florida. Um, my social security number starts with two six for those who care. You know what that means if you were born in the state of Florida during the age I was born in. So I just want to say to Broward County uh, residents and business owners, this is not the last you will hear about this situation because we're recording this podcast episode and we're going to upload to uh, 14 podcast platforms. And we're gonna send this podcast episode once we edit it and remove some of our little glitches, we're gonna send it to the business owners there in South Broward. Uh, We're gonna send it to them to let them know that they should tell their friends, families, and and, and colleagues about this potential problem. And, And yes, Joe Scott coming on the TV station and saying that he could fix it, that solution is not even viable. Somebody from the state of Florida needs to step in right now and, and, and fix this problem and do, and, and, and do a do-over because there's no way that, that uh, Joe can say, oh, wait a minute, here's, 
Here's 5,000. Uh, 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 we're talking about just one boundary. It could be 55, 100,000 votes that have already been cast with this, with this particular problem. There's no way in hell that Joe Scott can fix this problem based on what he talked about. Matter of fact, as a person who has experience in, in finding problems like this in corporate America, this problem is not solvable under the Joe Scott man. And you're real good at that, Rick. And you're real good at fixing problems. I, I, I see that. This problem, so I'm calling real the TV station. It. I'm calling the governor's office. I might even call Joe Scott. Because I don't care. I, I'll talk to Joe Scott. I mean, I mean, he, he's just a, a guy with a job that he's not doing it well. No big deal. So, so Ruben, uh, add a comment, and I want to talk. I want to. I want to add something to the end of this podcast. Well, first of all, Rick, one of the things uh, I want to thank you for this topic. This is this is a very moving topic for me because I've been on this issue. For a very, very, very long time, and I've been fighting for those persons who who run for office and did not win, not because they, they didn't have the ability to win, but did not win because of, of cheating, election fraud, especially election fraud committed by these partisan supervisors of election. But we need to stop candidates from raising money from the outside because my primary opponent, all her money has come from outside the district, and so therefore that's a potential right there within itself to assist with committing fraud because. The Democrats already put out that they were going to utilize Republicans, infiltrate the Republican Party by running uh, Democrats as Republicans and winning these seats. I'm an American first candidate, so I'm asking everybody, give me an opportunity because I'm going to work my butt off to ensure that the businesses have the resources that they need, to ensure that people have choice, that to ensure that people's rights are protected within that district. Because I have the legislative background, and I have the experience in government, and I understand how to uh, resolve conflicts within a district. Because I've done that. I work for the Florida House of Representatives. I've done that. So I'm asking you, give me this opportunity to be the voice of that district, and I will make you proud. Again, my name is Ruben Young. I'm running against Debbie Washington Show, Florida New Congressional District 25, seeking to be the first Republican. If you want to support me, my website is ryoungforcongress.com, R-Y-O-U-N-G-F-O-R, congress.com. Give me a chance. Thanks a lot, Ruben. We'll, we'll be on the phone later. Got to upload this by 830. And uh, God bless you, man. And South, South Broward District 25 voters. You know, there are some there are people fighting for you. I'm fighting for, for you all the way from the West Coast, 3,200 miles away. Take care. Make it a great day. Thank you, Rick.